Welcome to Inspiring People and Places, where we interview national leaders in the architectural, engineering, construction, and development industry in an effort to educate, innovate, and inspire industry professionals to disrupt the status quo, improve their project teams, and steward public and private investments more effectively. I'm your host, BJ Kramer, President and CEO of MCFA. Allow me to introduce today's guest. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show, uh, and and let's welcome back to the show from episode 38 for all of our listeners, Tim Klebundy. Uh, Tim is our first guest to come back for a second episode. Tim and I had such a good conversation, and and even before we jumped on the uh, on the podcast here, we started reconnecting on on a few similarities. But we're going to give it a shot at inspiring places. Um, the show, inspiring people in places, was named kind of after our mission at MCFA, uh, we're trying to inspire people in places. People are the clients we work with, the employees that work with us, the partners that we get to team with. And then places are all of the organizations that we get to touch, uh, those client organizations, their teams, and obviously the built environment. Uh, and I noticed that Tim took a awesome vacation to Hawaii. So that's not the main topic of the show, but since we're, we're, we're coming off of summer, Tim, talk to us about your family trip to Hawaii. I, I like this. You just kick in with uh, vacation as none of us are in vacation mode anymore. <laughs> uh, no, I, I got to tell you, um, well, my family does vacations differently than most families. Every year we have a theme for our vacation. So four years ago, we had the water park summer. Uh, a year ago, we did um, roller coaster summer, which, by the way, is not a good summer as a, as a the parent. Like, that was, a, that was a horrible idea. I think I hit eight theme parks last year. I was done with theme parks. Yeah, my 17-year-old, likewise, he, um, you know, my 13-year-old my was still, like, screaming to go to another another park. My 17-year-old called it last summer. He was like, no, I, I'm out. I don't, want, I don't want another roller coaster. This year was surf summer, so we decided to go uh, pick up surfboards and see where we could see where we could um, explore and uh, try uh, try surfing. So uh, why not go to Hawaii? That was uh, it was fun. Um, ended up in Maui, uh, which I highly suggest to anybody. Uh, I'm not sure if you've uh, if you've been uh, BJ, but I have not. Great place. Um, how long did you get to go for? Uh, we broke out for uh, for ten days total, which, by the way, means eight days because you got a day on the airplane. To, uh, yeah. You know, we're both East Coast here, right? So you jump on that airplane, spend an entire day getting out, and uh, spend an entire day getting back. But uh, definitely one of those places. You know, the United States is loaded with amazing places. Hawaii is one of them. I spent last summer. We took a little break and did whitewater rafting down the Grand Canyon. And in the middle of the night, we went camping in the base of the Grand Canyon. It was a two-day trip. And I've never seen stars like from the base of the Grand Canyon with two vertical walls above you, no light anywhere. Um, you know, we've got these amazing, incredible places. I know everyone loves going to Europe and going other places. I've actually, uh, I'm a huge fan of this good old uh, United States of America we get to enjoy. Um, all right. So first, hashtag super dad. Where did the concept of a themed summer vacation come from? <laughs> um, that is a great question. I, uh, I, I love doing, I love going and I will just pile one thing after another, after another. It is, uh, it's a good part of my personality. Also, also can be a bad part of my personality if I'm being honest, 
Um, so let's focus on the good part of it. But <laughs> that I have learned to um, to try and channel some of that enthusiasm because you can you actually can run out of going to every water park. Like there, there's a point where you just get water parked out at some point, just like the roller coasters. Roller coasters, you get worn out much sooner. But uh, so it was probably about four or five years ago, we decided to start switching into themes. And, and it was, let's be clear, it was to keep me on track, not to keep my kids on track. <laughs> well, I, I like it either way. And I'm going to make this quick comment and, and curious in your thoughts on it before we dive into uh, your now hometown, hometown of Richmond. Vacation in America is tolerated, not encouraged in most organizations. How do you prioritize your vacation time and how do you make sure you break away? Yeah, I mean, that is, um, I, I know that is a lot of firms, you know, this is, Timmons Group is definitely not one of those firms where instead I would actually say we encourage those vacations. We we want people to have, um, you know, we call it work-life balance. I almost feel like that's a little bit cliche, but if you walk around our values, one of our literal six values that hang on the, the wall of most of our conference rooms is that work-life balance is that idea that um that hey we love what we do bj you've heard me talk about this industry more than once and i will tell you i love changing the face of the earth there is nothing like it but um i'll equally tell you that going and exploring some uh, some hole in the wall water park and dropping and wondering if uh, there's actually a bottom to this slide because the place is such a terrible uh, wreck, you know, like uh, th th there's something that, that's, that's experiences with life and with kids. And so I think that we're one of those firms and I'm definitely one of those people that wants to experience both parts of life. Yes. I want to change the face of the earth. It's exciting. It's what we do. There's this other piece where I want to enjoy my family and, uh, and those parts of life as well. Awesome. So in that spirit, Let's talk about how we can uh, inspire people with Richmond. Yeah. Tell me, tell me how, first tell us how you landed there, how long you've been there, and then we'll, we'll jump into some of the history of it. Yeah. Well, it is, I, you know, I'm one of those people that has lived in a lot of different places in the United States. Actually, uh, as you and I put together, or I put together just before we got on the <laughs> phone call, I didn't realize that uh, I went to high school in your backyard, practically. Medford, New Jersey is where I went to high school with 20 minutes down the road from you or so? Yeah, small world. I was I was actually in Cherokee land last night for ah. my son's son's uh, football scrimmage. Okay, okay. So, there you go. Yeah. Um, Cherokee always beat us. I didn't like them. You know, Cherokee versus Shawnee. Anyways, someone is going to know these uh, these. Uh, That's right. Different schools. Some, some South Jersey, some South Jersey fan will jump in. Yeah, well, you know, I grew up in seven different states, and I landed in um, Virginia about uh, about. 25 years ago, basically, once I hit my professional career, I spent the first many years of that up in Washington, D.C. Uh, with one of the competitors of my current firm and then um, got peeled away down here to Richmond just about a decade ago. Um, I'll tell you, if you ever live in Washington, D.C., I love the people of Washington, D.C. It's such a great place. Uh, it's also a little bit of that proverbial effect of um, putting a frog in water that's not boiling and turning it on. Um, I didn't. I didn't realize the uh, little bit of the pressure cooker I was under, and uh, you know some of those experiences of life until I got to Richmond. I made this comment when I got to Richmond, and I think this summarizes it great, which is I have worked harder at Richmond every single day since I got here, and when I walked out the door, the pace was just breathable versus in DC where you're going crazy at work, you get in your car and you're going crazy trying to get home. And it's just like, it's this constant, uh, you know, um, billowing pace. And down in uh, Richmond, we actually get a chance to breathe and walk along a river. Um, I, have you ever heard of like why Richmond exists? 
where it no. exists. Okay, this is nope. I, I I need to know. Okay, this actually you do need to know this one. This is uh, this is kind of cool. So, um, you're exploring, uh, you know, the uh, the Americas for the first time. You're in a ship and you start coming up all these rivers. Basically, that's what the ships did: is they would come down rivers and figure out what they could find. And as they come up towards Richmond, they come into class four rapids. It's just, it, there's rocks all in the river, the water's pouring down, so there's this class four rapids. So what do you do, but you park the boat, get off the boat, they end up spending the winter here. Um, and long and short is, Richmond becomes the furthest north that they could get inland on this particular river, uh, the James River, without having to stop their boat and unload and, and come up with either smaller boats to go further upriver because class four rapids. What that creates today is if you're in downtown Richmond and you're sitting on Browns Island or one of these other places, you literally are... 15 feet from class four, class three rapids, just it's it's the only city in America that has these huge whitewater rapids going through. You have kayakers dropping in. We have, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's just, it's a very That's unique awesome. city center. It really is. Um, uh, geez, next time you're in town, let me know. I can walk you down and just show you some just incredible places. We have good coffee here. That's that's important to me. Um, you know, well, yeah, you know, good coffee, good food, good beer. I, I feel like I feel like I found home when I hit Richmond. That's all. So, they actually have tourism rafting right downtown. They do. Yes, that's awesome. I, I pulled up the map just because I needed to like orient myself to the geography. Yep. Um, very cool. Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if you. Um, I don't know how if you've been in uh, in Richmond before, but I will say there's there's a lot of really cool history and stories that happen here um, that are and you know my 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 choice is to focus in on some of the, a lot of those positive pieces. You know we've got this um, we've got two parts of the city. One's called Manchester. Maybe we can talk about it in a little bit. We've got uh, kind of our downtown district, and there's this bridge that connects the two of them, and if you ever got on the bridge, it looks like you're getting on a highway bridge, right? And there's this sidewalk straight down the middle of it. And you're like, why on God's green earth did someone put a, like, it's a sidewalk in the middle of a, I want to say it's eight lanes wide, right? And there's this sidewalk in the middle of it. And you go back in history and uh, Manchester and Richmond were on the opposite sides of the river. So they were two different cities because that's as far north as you could get a boat, right? We're all going right. to keep going back to that. And they decide to join forces and become one big Richmond. And as part of that agreement, they decided that there would always be into perpetuity a walking path that was free between the two on the <laughs> on the main bridge that connected the two. So legally, in a document from 140 years ago, there's this requirement for a pedestrian bridge, and now it's in the middle of an eight-lane highway. Just roll with that. Uh, you know, to connect <laughs> these two uh, used to be cities, now one city together. Uh, I just love the history that we you know that that impacts and influences the design that we get to look at and touch every day yeah so i would love to see over time how that how that bridge expanded do people actually walk on the pedestrian portion of the bridge anymore and they do actually there's a couple more bridges that are um so a little more friendly a little bit more friendly exactly there are uh you actually can take a couple of bridges straight out into the white water uh and um connect to there's a couple of islands in the middle now um that are that they've built into mountain biking trails um this is this is the most Denver place in the world I've ever met. That's not Denver. I like wow. it. it yeah. Is, yeah. You, you now have my attention. I mean, that is, that's compelling. <laughs> uh, 
so uh, you, 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 I'm making a trip to Richmond in the next year. Um, you hit on good food, good coffee, good beer. What are, what are, what are some of the highlights down there? Yeah. Um, well, first off, let's hit that good, cause I don't want to miss the good, the good food. Um, a lot of people call Richmond a food town. Uh, and I heard this stat a couple of years ago. I'll, I'll repeat the stat is that if you go out to dinner every night for three years, you will never have to go to the same restaurant twice. Wow. That's how many restaurants are in this town. And it is everything you could possibly imagine. It's, uh, it is definitely a, it's a, it's a great city from that, uh, from that standpoint. Um, other stuff, uh, this is, this is funny. I had not heard of a tacky light tour until I got to Richmond. Um, are you familiar with the phrase <laughs> nope. tacky light tour? Okay. This is fantastic. T- tacky light tour, Richmond, Virginia. Um, Everyone around the holidays, not everyone, they, uh, lots of people put up um, an audacious amount of Christmas lights and Santas and except, and they have a huge competition throughout the region as to a, uh, um, who can make the most tacky light display. So what, what as Richmondites, what we do, we, we you know that everybody rents a limo and like goes from tacky flight, you know, their tacky light tours from tacky house to tacky house to tacky house. Um, I believe in order to make it on the tour, I think it's, you have to have, I might get this wrong. I think it's at least 10,000 light bulbs on your house in order to even like, that's the bare minimum. Um, and you know, it's serious when people start putting like, there's a couple of them that have money jars out front so you can help pay for the electricity because they're paying a couple bucks a night, not a couple bucks a night. It's, uh, yeah, there's just those unique character things. We have another one. I'm a I'm a car guy through and through. Um, you and I have never talked to cars before, but yeah. I'm I'm definitely a car guy. And we've got um, we've got one of the best car scenes around. There's uh, Cars and Coffee Richmond, which is every other week we we all take hundreds of cars. We go pile them into a uh, into a mall's parking lot and uh, walk around with uh, with a cup of coffee and talk about cars and. Um, Richmond International Raceway is here, Virginia Motorsports Park, uh, you know, those types of things. Just some some great and unique places for for car guys like me. So until today, I've been to Richmond twice, once for a soccer tournament when I was, I don't know, call, call it 13 or 14 years old, and then once for an Army Reserve weekend. And then I have a couple of friends that went to University of Richmond. But outside of that, I, I didn't know all of the richness to Richmond. Yeah. Uh Give me liberty or give me death. Talk to me about. Ooh, that's a good one. That is, uh, that is definitely, um, I guess, so that's Patrick Henry's quote. Um, this is happened at a place called St. John's Church in Richmond in the uh, late 1700s. And this obviously was the, um, was the declaration uh, for, um, for, uh, independence and it was a it was an event that happened in Richmond back in those days that uh, um, Richmond is a unique place with lots of uh, of our national history as well um, even serving as our capital for a short period of time um, so there's a lot of those different components in here that really make the history that uh, that is unique um, you can still go down to St. Uh, John's Church and actually see where that was where, where that was spoken by uh, by Patrick Henry Awesome. And now, do you live downtown? I do not or actually. I'm. I'm. Sheesh, I've got. I've got kids. Come on, we have to go suburbs. <laughs> Isn't that a requirement that you're suddenly uh, you got kids? You got suburbs. That's right. I, you got to get out of the city. Yeah. Um. I'll. Uh, um. 
I my first ones in college actually uh, he went to Virginia Military Institute um, so okay. I've got one that direction and then uh, I've got one a senior year in high school and one uh, not long far behind that so I, I guess I look at it who knows I'd love to be back downtown at some point in time but mm, until I get this a lot a lot of empty nesters moving back to the city so that yeah. they can eat out every night at a different place for <laughs> three years straight three years then I have to move out uh, until they That's get new right. restaurants That's you know right. I can only take three years. <laughs> Um, all right. So talk to us about the built environment, architecture, engineering projects yep. going on, development going on in and around Richmond. What drives the economy down there? Who's building? What, what corporations are around? Great. Uh, yep. Talk to us. Okay. So let's start off with the really cool one that has been in national news for the last little while, uh, which is, I don't know, we all got into this industry in some way, shape or form because we started off with Legos, right? Like, yeah, yeah. if you start off with Legos, I mean, it, it, this is how people turn into architects and engineers is we started off with uh, with playing with Legos when we grew up. I don't there's know actually, true, right? I, I got a, I, I'm looking it up on the fly is there's a Netflix documentary on like the, I, I guess it's like the, the boutique culture or boutique industry that has been created around um, Lego, not by Lego, but by all the Lego enthusiasts. I'm looking up the uh, Netflix I love that. documentary. I, I have been to a Lego convention before. No judging me, okay? But I have been to yeah. a Lego convention before. So they they highlight it. I, no judgment at all. Uh, it is called Lego House, Home of the Brick, 2018 ah. documentary on Netflix. Okay. Worth, worth a, uh, especially from a marketer standpoint, because it talks about how like the Lego itself, it's not, it's not Lego, the company that's creating all of this. It's, it's like this cottage industry that's just boomed around it through yep. Lego enthusiasts. Yeah. Well, I think it's fair to say that Richmond is the uh, is the new Lego town in the United States because um, uh, it was announced just a couple of weeks ago now that uh, that Lego is going to be building a 1.7 million square foot um, new uh, factory here in uh, in actually in Chesterfield County, which is just south of the city. Um, let me give you kind of give you a parameters on what 1.7 million square feet means. Um, yeah. We've built a couple of 1 million square foot places before. And if you sit on one end and you put, you lay your head on the floor, there's no way you can see the other side because of the curvature of the earth. Okay. Our surveyors go out into the field and they literally are surveying for the curvature of the earth in the middle of this. And this is, this is, you get that at like just a million square feet. This is 1.7 million square feet. Um, so uh, this is, this is a really cool investment that, uh, that Lego is making in honestly for all of us in the in the uh, in the US um, and you look at uh, kind of what they're doing with that building which is it is it's 100% um, of its electricity is all going to be produced on site it is a carbon neutral facility um, she's employing I think almost 1800 people uh, you know it is it's exciting to see exciting to see them coming to town and we, we honestly could probably make an entire show just about that so i, I don't want to focus on lego too I, I, here, it, cool. we may i think we may do an on-site one for that i like um, where you're going if we if we can get a project site visit uh out of curiosity because i'm always interested in the development and the economics how did richmond attract lego 
to Richmond? Good question. So, um, and obviously whenever something like that hits, it, you have to give credit to a lot of different people. So um, Virginia Economic Development Partnership, VEDP, that's the statewide organization. You have um, uh, Chesterfield County EDA, Economic Development Authority, uh, which by the way is one of the, uh, uh, we have a lot of really well run EDAs in this region. Uh, Chesterfield County is one of those best, better ones. Um, they actually have a place called Me uh, Meadowville Technology Park. Um, Timmons Group has been involved over there for probably 25 years or so, um, and they have um, basically really built a place that is just ideally suited for um, for uh, for well, in this case, manufacturing, but also for technology and different types of individuals or corporations to come in. Um, you know, Metaville is what attracted Lego to this area. By the way, it sits on 295 and 95. We're real close to both here in Richmond. Um, it's honestly, Richmond's unique. It's a crossroads. We can go anywhere north or south on 95. You also yeah. have great east-west connectors. You know, you look at the core of what Richmond is. And it's just ideally suited. Um, we actually have a, a port in Richmond. Um, not surprising, right? We talked off about that river to begin with. That, that river is going to yeah. keep coming back. Was not my intent. <laughs> um, but you know, it is. You, you've got a port sitting right there. Um, obviously, you've got Norfolk Port if you go out a little bit further as well. But you look at all these pieces, um, and then you start looking at some of the other drivers. Uh, some of the other drivers today are. Um, Richmond has become a new hub for um, for fiber optic lines and, and for a connection straight to Europe and to other countries for um, for cabling coming through for the internet. Uh, you know, you start looking at those and all those pieces together build a build a place that is vibrant and pretty impressive. I'll add to that. It's a great place to live. It's we're, 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 it's um you know we've gotten to this point where it is you know you, you start seeing. We're building foundations on what people have built year after year after year after decade of, of what I would say is just a lot of people who really believe that this is a great place and a, uh, a incredible place not just to live, but an incredible place to make an impact in the world. I love hearing about well-run EDAs and economic development mm -hmm. groups. You know, the, that is really where public and private sector meet. And I think that the better run those are, the more, you know, uh, developer friendly or, or corporate friendly, uh, an area becomes, and that drives the economy. Yep. All right. So we've got Lego. We're going to do a site visit. You and I, at ah, some point, good. And, 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 and we'll find a way, um, it, we'll be using our, our inspiring people in places, uh, credentials to get in the, in the door. I like it. What else is going on down around Richmond? Well, we'll keep with Chesterfield for just a second, which is, um, they, uh, you know, you look at Meadowville and, and you said you like these EDAs. They, they actually just are working on another 1700 acre technology park called Upper Magnolia. They're really starting to see that, yeah, that foresight in the future. Um, actually, uh, one of my, one of my uh, favorite projects here in Chesterfield anyways, is um, this, there was this guy I met with, this has to be eight years ago. It was a long time ago. And um, I met with him. He, I'd never heard of this developer in my life. Like just, had I didn't know him and he had this crazy idea it might go back to my vacation I don't know um, but his crazy idea was that he was going to build a water park with multifamily I'm like okay. a water park with like like this is 
this isn't the place you build the water. Like, the, yeah. Anyways, so of course I'm intrigued. I meet with the guy. Uh, I met with him with uh, with another individual from Timmins Group. We had a great conversation, and um, and he talks about this vision for a this water park using a cabling system. If you're familiar with those, yeah. Um, doing wakeboarding, lots of different things, basically. And then next to that is this multifamily development. And we get to the end of this conversation. I said, I got to ask you just one last thing. I said, you know, we're, we're just, just, just for kicks. I said, this land is worth a lot of money, like just as multifamily. Why in the world are you wanting to invest in the water park component of it? As in, I just don't get it. There's lots of developers who would just go buy the land and build. And, uh, and his comment just took me aback and it reminds me that we all need to kind of uh, look at, at marketing and how we play in it. And by the way, he's made this project come to life is he sat there and he said, honestly, I'm not a known developer. No one would talk with me except for I've got something unique and different. And, uh, and you know, there's a lot more to that than just being unique and different. There's a lot of it in that he, he's making an incredible place inside this area. But that unique and different brought me to the table and it brought a lot of other people to the table. And he, he's been able to do some incredible things because he was willing to be unique and different. Tim, you'll have to get us a link to uh, the developer's project. That sounds uh, so good. So we can share it in the show notes. Absolutely. Okay, I'll get off Chesterfield County. Sorry, there's so many cool things going there. Um, Richmond, I could pick on it. it you know, there's an RFP out that's been out for a while called the Diamond District. Um, the city of Richmond purchased... Uh, uh, quite a few acres in the middle of the city to um, redo our baseball diamonds there and build a uh, development around it. Uh, that's really exciting. We're, we're seeing uh, developers. Uh, who plays there? Uh, that's the Richmond Squirrels is who plays there. Okay. All right, um, so. We won't talk about their season this year. Okay. We're just going to talk about <laughs> it as a stadium where we're focused in on, uh, the, on the... the built environment. <laughs> Um, there's another cool one. Actually, remember how we were talking about the river and the whitewater and kind of this, overlooking it? There's um, there's this space that we're in the middle right now or just has been announced um, that we're building this amphitheater. And you and I think amphitheater. We think like, oh, look, there's going to be 200 people that can listen to someone playing music overlooking the river, right? Uh, right. This is Richmond. Seven and a half thousand person, thousand seat amphitheater overlooking the river for concert venues. It's just... Uh, just one of those, you know, there's some of these cool projects that are just coming online. That'll be a special spot. Yeah, when's that, when's that supposed to be done? Um, this is our industry, Chishi. You never know when it's supposed <laughs> to be done. Um, no, it, it, it will be a, a couple years out. It was just recently announced. All right. Um, we'll and we'll have to got, hit that one in the show notes too. I'm going to get you down to Richmond quite a few times. I, I think so. Problem. You're, you're the poster boy for Richmond. They don't know it yet. Well, you know, I feel like before we get that you down to Richmond, um, you know, we're going to have to get a copy of your book because now I'm all excited about uh, uh, how am I serving the greater good, I think is the quote I got there. When's your, <laughs> you're asking me when my job's going to be done. When's your book supposed to come out? Oh man, put me on the spot. I, I committed to one January. It'll okay. be done. When will it be released? Maybe before that, maybe after that. <laughs> okay. uh, but I, I, my final draft will be completed by January 1st. Very awesome. That's, uh, that's my it. commitment. Thank I you for it. asking. The We're holding you to that just so you know. I'm going to jump on your show uh, you know, January 2nd and be like, where's the book? Come on, BJ, where's the book? Yeah, we'll, we'll see what you this got. is my second public commitment to it. <laughs> 
I did notice that your staff seemed to uh, make certain that you said it on the podcast so that you had to hold to it. <laughs> That's the way you get the boss accountable. That's right. Put them, on, That's put right. them in public and, and <laughs> make them commit. Uh, well, I, um, I'll hit a couple of other areas of the city here just uh, just as reference, um, just because there are so many unique things going on. It, the city of Richmond, Richmond proper, in addition to the Diamond D District, the amphitheater, um, they have an area here called Scott's Edition. It's, it's, it's one of those areas that would have been warehouses years ago, and it still is warehouses, except for it's really had this conversion, and um, it's turned into a lot of apartments. Most of our breweries are in that section of town. I'm trying to yeah. paint a picture because if, if I, I see it. Okay, yeah, so many cities um, – you know, have tried to do some of this modeling. And it's been amazing to see what's happened in Scott's edition. Um, I'm afraid I'm going to count wrong uh, and not give a high enough number, but I want to say there's at least seven or eight gurus down there. I'm probably low on that. Um, so someone will uh, send me a note afterwards and tell me they're 14, which wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, but it is, it's one of those areas that has just really come online. And I, I've, um, we do tours in a lot of our projects there and you go walking in and you walk into this apartment and you just have wood rafters and just so much character of what these architects have been able to create out of what was an industrial yeah. place. And it's, it's really become a unique section of our town. That's awesome. And I love industrial reuse and rehabilitation. And I think that breweries are the, the ideal uh, conversion for that. Inspiring People and Places is brought to you by MCFA. MCFA is a CVE-verified, service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. At MCFA, our why is to inspire people and places through project leadership. We provide planning, strategy, program management, and construction management support services to a wide variety of public and private sector clients. Tim, what else should we know about... Richmond, other than we should come to visit. <laughs> um, if you come to visit, uh, and I might encourage everyone, uh, let's see here. I'll go back to that coffee piece. There's a place called Blanchard's. It's actually just in Scott's Edition I just was talking about. Blanchard's, okay. in my opinion, one of the best coffee shops in town. We have a lot of them. And uh, when I say coffee shop, this is um, – they roast their roasters, not uh, not coffee shops, but uh, Blanchard's. Uh, the other two, I guess, Ironclad, Lamplighters are both really good coffee shops here in town. But if you if you're sitting on 95 and you're like, I need a cup of coffee, please don't stop at our Starbucks. I'm certain it's good, but stop at our Blanchard's. <laughs> it's uh, one will change your life, and one will be the exact same cup of coffee you had you know two Everywhere hours before else. on the trip. That's right. That's awesome. Well, Tim, it was so good having you on the show again. Everybody, reminder: uh, check out. I got to check back my notes here. Exit era episode thirty-eight. Tim talked to us about his career. Uh, today, we were we were taking a shot at inspiring places and, and sharing all about Richmond. Let us know what you think uh, of this format. Let us know what you think of Richmond. If you have a city or a story to tell, please tell us. And Tim. Give me a little commercial and Timmons Group for everybody uh, so that we get some some marketing benefit out of this. <laughs> I do it without the marketing benefit. But <laughs> to those that don't know, we are a civil site. Uh, actually, we're everything that's five feet outside a building. If, if it's outside of a building, if it's environmental survey, geotech, that's us. And we're up and down the East Coast, Baltimore through the Carolinas. 
Tim, it was great having you back on the show. Can't wait to meet up in Richmond and uh, let's get in touch with Lego so we can get that tour of the project. Perfect. Sounds good. Thanks, BJ. Thanks, Tim. Hey, everybody. If you're enjoying this show, do us a favor and subscribe to Inspiring People and Places on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast hosting platform. We'd also greatly appreciate if you left us a review and shared this with other entrepreneurial public servants and all your friends and family in the AEC space. Be sure to visit our website, www.mcfaglobal.com. Sign up for our newsletter to stay in touch with us and learn about all of the projects and clients we're helping. Last but not least, we are hiring. We are always hiring. Do us a favor. Take a look at what jobs we have open. Contact us through our website or connect with me on LinkedIn. Until next time, have a great rest of your week and a great weekend.